With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are the A-Team. A-Team. Are you ready for some football? It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Nothing, baby. It's five o'clock football. Professional football in America is a special game. And just like that, the first football at five of the 2023 NFL season is underway here on the A-Team. And don't do that. What am I doing? What am I doing? He's doing the thing where he bobs his head back and forth like, and what he, the sound is the sound that's making inside of his head that's not coming out is, eh, it's not really. Right. Yeah. Friday we did one. That's not true. Well, the season started Thursday. We had football at five on Friday. One game. <laughs> Can you just not be you for five seconds? Just for five <laughs> seconds, wondering the way that you are. Uh, Stan Norfleet cackling over there, and what he up, is up, in up, for up, his uh, his weekly visit. Uh, breaking news as we get this uh, this underway. Uh, Chris Jones has ended his holdout. So It was no longer, it really never was, making financial sense. And as a million dollars was going out of his pocket versus the raise he was hoping to get might enter his pocket he ended it they've got a new one year deal this is the vogue thing in the league right now the, the one year deal so what owners are doing and it started in the running back market is what we're going to do is we're going to give you a band-aid mm-hmm. so here us yeah oh i need to switch mics is that yeah what here? for sure what a good wait, test wait try yep how about now we good how about now we there all right? you there go. We go all right there we go all right so what owners are doing right now is saying look we're not Roy Jimenez. We're not ready to give you the money that you want right now in the moment, but you've decided to hold in, which is a new technique that the players can use, Wegs, as you know. And so the owners are like, all right, how do we just get this season? And they're like, give me some incentives that I can hit. Let's call it another 5 to $8 million this year, guaranteed dollars, essentially, and we'll do it. And that's what Chris Jones has done. I'm assuming the numbers in between 5 and 8 Less the money that Wex has already talked about being fined. I've seen a number in the neighborhood of $3 million yeah, that he's already lost. His game check is just under uh, 1.1, like 1.08, yeah, just just to hey, watch hey, them lose. How is this not a franchise tag? Because it, it basically is the same is. concept. It's just not franchising him. Well, a one-year deal. What's You're in free agency. What can you get? He can't get a multi-year deal from his team, so he accepted a one-year deal. This is crazy to me. Well, Travis Kelsey sacrificed his uh, knee to get this done. He was begging him to come back, and he's there. So we'll see if they get to play together this upcoming week. But let's get to more important uh, items here. Yeah, Chris Jones, who also did not play in the Texans-Ravens game. Now we can talk about more. See, he just ties it all together neatly. He puts a big big bow on it. My man Wick. 25 to 9. Yeah. Um, I said at the top of the show that I was... uh, pleasantly surprised by the offense. Not meaning that they did well, but they weren't as bad as maybe I thought they would have been, especially in light of who they were playing on the defensive side of Mm -hmm. things. And that the defense 
which we all knew was ahead of the offense. That was the case before D'Amico Ryan stepped in the building, I think. So you set the bar reasonably, or respectfully low. Not even respectfully, just absolutely just got awful low. Bare minimum. Um, But that's, I mean, I I was, to an extent, pleasantly surprised by C.J. Stroud and company. Even though they didn't, you know, score a touchdown. Yeah, the, the, the lack of scoring a touchdown and really being 0 for 2, uh, what were they, 0 for 2 on third down, Wex, or what were they? Uh, Fourth down. Third down, I assume you third down, they were 7 of 18, which was 39%, not great. And in the red zone efficiency, they were 0 for 2. You judge a quarterback, two minute warning, game winning drive, third down, red zone. Mm-hmm. CJ checked off like one of those four. Like, give him the grade overall from yesterday, just in light of everything, if you had to. overall grade for C.J. with everything, injuries, and Bobby Slowick and D'Amico, which I'll get to here in a second. Overall, I give C.J. a B-minus. I gave him a B-minus, too. What'd you give him, Uh, I gave him a grade that will make both of you super angry. What? And it goes back to my thoughts on how much he played in the preseason and my thoughts on what we're looking for out of C.J. Stroud. You gave him a C-minus. I gave him a freaking incomplete because it just oh, doesn't matter. That is weak. Like, we're, we're, I mean, obviously we'll give you a real grade, but it is so big picture with where they are, and it's the same reason why the, the little that he played. Have, did you not realize like how little he played? And now coaches like Nick Sirianni are, are going, man, I, I guess I probably should have played some of my guys, at, at least a little. Baltimore didn't play their first-team offense at all. And, I said on our show this morning... That's Baltimore, a preseason game. Yeah, Baltimore treated that game on Sunday like third preseason game. How how uh, convenient it, for them that they had the Texans in town yeah, to do so. This is my point. They knew they could do that. Yes. And, and I do. I actually think the Eagles thought similarly in playing the New England Patriots, and they kind of got away with it. They Obviously, did, they won. You know, if I was giving you a grade, I'd, I'd see it the same way you did. But I, I'd actually probably split it up into his two semesters. His first half, his first semester... Not very good. Well, heck, if you separate it, the first quarter was terrible. Yeah. Was it on his shoulders? Was it on Slowick's shoulders? They were running through timeouts like they were being coached by Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> but then they weren't. Then they started to get O'Brien. better. Then they started to figure this out. Then he started to realize where guys are going to be open more quickly, where I can get the ball. He made those tight window throws. His uh, very inaccurate long balls early in the game were much more accurate and, and where they should be later in the game. I, as much as we talked about the guy that he was when he walked in the door versus the guy that he was at the end of camp, how about the guy that he was when he walked on the field versus the guy that he was when he walked off the field? Yeah. Major improvement, the, the, just in three hours. The silver lining here for me as it relates to CJ is, and I knew this going in, this will be the best 11 he's ever seen in his life, period. Mm-hmm. He will now understand. If he was sitting in the room, he'd tell you, yeah, that Baltimore thing, those gremlins they have over there wearing black jerseys, it's a little bit different. Okay, congratulations. Here's the good part, and I put this on Twitter during the game. There's only about four other teams that's going to replicate that in any capacity. It's downhill from here. Indy ain't going to be able to do that. Jacksonville won't be able to do that. Unless you're talking about Philly we saw Wex what Dallas did last night. Unless you're talking about those defenses. Or what Gi- the Giants didn't do, which was get off the bus. It's just saying. It's downhill for him. Now, I disagree with Wex a little bit. I thought CJ in the first half was pretty solid. What was he? He was uh, 13 of 20 for 91 yards, no touchdowns, also no picks, pass rating of 75. He outplayed Lamar in the first half. That's kind of crazy to say. Well, I mean, I wouldn't agree. The. 
Oh, fight. This is the called fight. empirical Does How many... Uh, I, I just... Come on, man. Lamar Jackson, the way he plays... But he just used your say. biggest weapon. He used the numbers against you. <laughs> you just told me he had a 75 passer rating. He did. That's, that's a benchable number. It's that's double big. what Lamar's was. All I said was he was better than Lamar. That's what he said. Oh I was there. God. It's come happened on like 30 seconds ago. So we all said what? Now, the, the offense was... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we are we going to say the Texans had a better quarterback yesterday? No, for the first half. Okay. For the no, first no, half. No, you're being hyperbolic, but go. for the first half. Okay. Yeah. So, I will say this. The offensive operation overall first half was very clunky. That's, That's a good word. Can we revisit one of your other tweets sure. from in-game? Get Stroud out of this game, please. <laughs> My Lord. This is second half. This is once George Fant goes down. 307 in the PM yesterday. Which, by the way... It's pretty close to the end of the game. I proved to be correct. And now I'm going to ask if when I get the chance to, and I know other media members have and likely will, they made a decision that was dumb. They chose to trade for a tackle and to start him at left guard against Baltimore. Mm -hmm. When they had a guy, Michael Dieter, that they luckily he didn't, he cleared, well, he wasn't signed as a veteran, so he's back. They put him on the practice squad. They elevate him on game day all to not play him until all hell breaks loose. I said right here last week, and I said, what happens if Tunzel or Fant goes down? What do they do? And quite frankly, I'm going to be respectful. Coach Sloick, Coach Ryans, you were wrong. You should have started Michael Dieter that left guard and had Josh Jones ready to come in and slot him at right tackle. Okay, so you chose not to start Dieter. We'll see. Hold, hold on, hold on. You chose not to start Dieter. Cool, you want to start Josh Jones. When Dieter comes in the game because Fant has to go out, why not have the common sense to kick Jones back out the right tackle? They single up Dieter on the right side versus a pass rush. I think it was Owe. It was a job. It was a job. So you're going to let David Ajabo come off the edge against Dieter, not warmed up, first play. That's bad offensive coordination. I, I called it coaching malpractice. That's what it is. I, I disagree. I actually thought they started the, the alignment I would have gone with because they basically made this assumption. He, You could be right and they could be wrong. We're just not there every day. This is fair. Is is Josh Jones better? A Josh Jones Fant pairing better than a Dieter Jones pairing? No, think about it. Josh is on the left side. So, the, oh, you're saying just those overall like, two? You're, you're saying the, the yes. group they could have started, group, which would have put have George Fant on the bench, even though he's been the starting no, right no, no. tackle. They would have put Josh Jones on the bench. Oh, it just would have started Dieter there. Oh, I got Correct. You. I would have started yeah. Dieter at left, now kept Fant at right. My personal so if opinion Fant was goes down. Josh, who's played left and right tackle, right. slots in there. But regardless of that. Bobby Slower, how the hell are you calling any pass play that singles up Michael Dieter that could get your quarterback killed? And nearly no. did. No, 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 no. You know what? Um, speaking of the offensive line play, when we come back, and it's not going to ride the whole segment. I'm gonna. It's he's going to fall out of his chair because he's gonna be like, come on. But I'll give you a super piping hot take on the Texans' offensive line. Plus, we'll get to some other aspects of yesterday's loss to the Ravens and the upcoming game against the Colts when we return with Stan Norfleet. Let me talk to you about UVC Power Sports Tractors and Outdoors. All of your outdoor equipment needs can be found in one place. That's why you find them online at uvconestop.com. That's why you can find out all you need to know right there on site. Big, huge, factory-like parking lot and facility over in Alvin, Texas at UVC Power Sports Tractors and Outdoors. Scott and Shannon Tracy, the wonderful owners out there, will get you to what you are looking for. They'll let you test drive the vehicles. You don't have to go anywhere to do it. You just go right there on site. 
because they've got an amazing test track out there for you to get behind the wheel of something from Kawasaki, something from Massey Ferguson, Woods, Bad Boy, and all the equipment they've got to provide. You've got a chance to test drive before it, make it yours. Maybe stick it on a big Texas or a Luma trailer, which they also, of course, have right there. A big, huge, expansive parking lot with all the equipment you could ever want to see, test out, and then make it yours at UVC Power Sports Tractors and Outdoors. UVCOneStop.com online to find out more about them and what they've got going on. Better yet, head on down to UVC right there in Alvin. Tell them the A-Team sent you by. Some people strive to have a nice house, cushy job, and well-adjusted children. Not Adam and Adam. New way. They strive to give you the best damn drive home in Houston sports. Thanks, guys. Bring your kids to work day is a real treat around here. Little brats. Back to Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler on Sports Talk 790. All right, so more than maybe any guest we have, and he's only been with us a few weeks, the show continues in the break. I We talk to Blum all the time during his hour each week. That sounds fun, by the way. But there you go. There you go. Mm, that sounds good. fun. But that one's still on, though. No, we're off, we're off over there. Wait. No, that one's now that. Okay, there we go. We're good Wait, now. But this one's not on. No, that's off. This is on. We're good. Oh, okay. All right. Whatever. We got it fixed. Um, <laughs> you, you and Wex are about to not strangle each other, but you're at, you're at odds over something. But we're, This is kind of what I want to bring it into. The offensive line is going to be the Achilles heel of this team until further notice. And I want to get what I was going to say out of the way because I think you kind of, I don't know if you want to call it, assuaged my concerns during the break. Um, Laramie, Tun- I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Laramie Tunsil from a he gets dumb penalties all the time standpoint. Mm-hmm. But you kind of echoed what Wex always says when we get into this debate, argument, whatever you want to call it. You'll take the good, you'll take the bad with the overwhelming good because you said you think he's one of the best left tackles in the league. Other than Trent Williams, he is the best left tackle in the league. And okay. if you're talking about pass blocking, he's as good as Trent Williams. And the penalty, Just in the run game, Trent Williams is a different level. Yeah, and the penalty he got yesterday was weak, the, the call against him. Mm-hmm. But, well, there were two. One of them definitely won. But we got into that, that kind of dovetailed into the offensive line in general. Because I mean, it's a two-part question. Why didn't the Texans address the – and this this sounds like I'm saying they didn't do anything. They did, and I know that. But why didn't they address the most important part of your entire team more? Or if they did, you know, could they have? Or are they just stuck until further notice because we got to get another draft class. We've got to, you know, the, the Texans offensive line. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mine was my biggest concern going in yesterday. It's part of why I didn't think that it was as bad as I thought it was going to be because he he was sacked five times, but it, it was, he wasn't Daniel Jones out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Daniel Jones last night, last night Dallas, against the Cowboys, your life, yes. right? So it's like somewhere in between, maybe somewhere in between. Um, but I just feel like you're not going to get anywhere, and I feel like the Texans have only really, really addressed it one time in the franchise's history, 
which was that run they had where Matt Schaub first got here. Yeah. Like That offensive line was ridiculous, his own blocking scheme with, with Gary Kubiak. But I just feel like we're always talking about this not just hole, but glaring hole on the offensive line at any given time in this, in this franchise's history. They drafted three interior offensive linemen in the last two drafts, and the only one of them starting and healthy is the one who was drafted furthest back in the draft, Jarrett Patterson. Kenyon Green, at this point, you'd say it was a mistake, especially when you see a player. I mean, think about what their D-line would look like now if, if uh, Davis was on it instead of wrecking shop Jordan, in Philadelphia. Yeah, Jordan Davis was yeah. yeah. Uh, but you'd still need to fill that hole somewhere else, and you know you wouldn't have Green, who they thought would fill that hole. He's obviously out for the year. And then the other is Juice Scruggs, who would clearly be starting. We don't know if he's a starting caliber player. We just know he'd be starting on this team. But heck, Green, Scruggs, Fant, Questenberry, all injured after the start of training camp. Uh, Greg Little brought in, injured during camp, and let go. They 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 didn't address. So maybe address it. isn't Jared, the right word. Jared Patterson got injured during camp right. at one yeah. point. Like we, we, AC and I have talked about it multiple times today. This team as a whole is pretty healthy, but all of their injuries are in the same spot. They got injuries all over the offensive line and mm-hmm. nowhere else on offense. And then they've got injuries, obviously, at the safety position. Both safeties currently hurt, and we don't know the status of either one of them for next week. Let me say one thing about the uh, the Tunsil thought. Um, you said Trent Williams' best tackle in the NFL. Would you agree that uh, left tackle? Uh, Andrew Thomas of the Giants is another He's on top that list. Tier. I don't think he's better than Lammy, but he's good. So his his first game of the season was a mirror of Laramie's. One holding call, one false start. Basically, he's a top five tackle, and it happened to him as well. Uh, in the Niners' case, Trent Williams, he had one holding call as well. These guys play on the edge. It is going to happen. Yeah. They're going to get caught, or they're going to just simply do it, or they're going to get beat because they're playing the best player on the other team in terms of a rusher mm-hmm. every single week. But that's why they are with the, who they are. That's why they get paid what they get paid. Yeah. And I, I think I have a harder time saying it the right way. And Stan has it, and I'll try to use it the rest of the year. You just got to take those plays and yeah. forget it. They, they had 77 snaps, and he had two penalties. I think I feel Big like this could be me. I think I feel like when he does get the penalties, it's at the absolute worst time, like yesterday, but he got bailed out. Um, I just feel like it's an ignore, and I might be wrong. I might just. He he got a false start call in a game on the road. Big deal. He got a poor holding call where his arms were, hands were inside. It was a bad call. I just did. I mean, if they're going to call that, I mean, that's literally a perfect example of if they want to call holding on every play, go right ahead Mm because they do that every play. Right. No, I, I mean... He's I, the least of their worries. I think we could all... all yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me also say this, because I would be remiss if I didn't say... Yesterday was a tale of two halves. I thought D'Amico was absolutely in his bag in the first half. They didn't dream that they would be one point down with Baltimore going into the break. And getting the ball back coming out of the half. And got a, they got a drive to kick the field goal, even though it wasn't a touchdown, to At get within end, that one point. Right. Great opening drive of the second half. Uh, it was a, it was a complete it. abomination. <laughs> Bobby Sloan should be ashamed that he allowed it to look like that. But here's my point about the offensive line. CJ was only sacked once and pressured once. Or let me say that, a quarterback hit and a sack once in the first half. So the offensive line was decent enough in the first half running the football, which is something that I said was a key that they had to do to give themselves a chance against Baltimore. Damian Pierce, 4.3 yards a carry in the first half. Devin Singletary, four carries, 10 yards. Now, that's down at two and a half. However, combined, all right, you got 10 carries. Not enough, and I'm certainly uncomfortable with the lack of carries in the end, but I'm looking at Bobby Slowick going back to the offensive line. It looked like to me, especially once George Fant got hurt, 
it looked to me, and I know that's in the fourth, they there was no counterpunch. It looked like they were just calling plays on the sheet. They were not systematically structuring an offense based on the principles of running the football. And I know that because there's no way in hell, even being down two, you don't scrap your offense just because you're down two possessions. Yeah, the, the three guys doing something for the first time that matter, the head coach, the D.C., happens to be the same guy, but two different jobs. And Slowick, he both had the least to work with and did the worst job. Yeah, like, okay, so people um, stand. Well, they One game. They were only averaging three yards of carry on the run. Think about it as boxing. You just need a body blow. Guess what running the ball also does? It also keeps Baltimore honest. Guess what it also does? It play also, action works better when you run the ball. Play action, and here's the fourth element of that. It keeps my quarterback from getting hit. I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, there's do, no do, way do they're we, running the ball enough for stands liking. Do we understand that you're going to get C.J. hit? And in this town, we've seen quarterbacks get injured by being hit. Why would you do that, Bobby Sloak, if I know that my offensive line in can't pass block today? Why would I give them more opportunities to hit my young quarterback? I just philosophically need Bobby Sloak to help me understand. What did they end up with? I got all these papers up here. What did they end up with, Wex? Running the ball? Running the ball. That's terrible. No, running the ball, they had... Or are you talking about the attempts? 23 attempts running the football. You wanted 35. I needed minimum 30. But again, (laughs) keep keep in mind they really only had 18. There were zero design runs for CJ. The Noah Brown run was actually a throw. So you ran the ball 18 times, and there should never, barring injury, ever be a split as close as 11 carries for your clear, much more talented number one, and your reserve clear number two, Singletary. 11 carries for Pierce, seven for Singletary. That's a terrible split between them. And obviously running the calling only 18 runs in a 70-plus play game. Who was the just trash back few. they had last year that kept getting forced Rex on us? Burkhead. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm actually, not going to call him the Maldonado of the running back yeah, room, Maybe I'm but. going too, too fast on this, but I've been ex- very unimpressed by Singletary since he became a Texan. I will take Singletary personally. Uh, I'm still willing to see more. I just don't think they use him enough. And Damian Pierce is a volume back. He needs more touches mm-hmm. to get it going. And they just didn't do it. Now, I don't know if they were discouraged because the line wasn't blocking. I saw some breakdowns when DP was running left behind Tunzel versus running right behind Fant and Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason did not grade out well, according to Pro Football Focus. So, I don't know. I'll leave those guys over there. But it just looked to me like, come on, slow it. Like, it was just a sloppy operation. My God, that yeah, first drive in the second half. And my thing was like, hold on, I had it up there. What was the second game? I had they were still within the game. It was a one point game until about five or one possession game until about five minutes in the third. It was a two possession game well into the fourth. And then you allowed yourself to get outscored in the second half, eighteen to three. Yeah, it was nine points until five twenty one in the third. It was a thirteen point game, two possessions. Until four minutes and ten seconds in the fourth. Why are you getting out of your offense? Yeah, think about this for those that recall his rookie season and and Pep's only season as the full-time OC here. It was week one, and Damian Pierce was the starter. They rested him in camp because they wanted him to be the starter. They already knew this kid can play. And they went out there against Indianapolis. He had 11 carries. He played 29% of the snaps. By far his season worst. You now know what his second lowest snap count is in his career? It came yesterday. That's a mistake. Inexcusable. Not when you're telling me your principle is. D'Amico from day one has said, 
We're going to run the football, yeah. and we're going to stop the run. How much of this is completely obliterated just because of who they're playing next week versus who they were playing last week? Because the the, I mean, they're are, they're favored for for starters. Yeah. I mean, the competition level is dropping significantly. Sure. So I mean, it, you might get your wish, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I expect them to continue to doing what the things that Wex and I are holding them accountable for what they said they wanted to do. I just think it's a really bad idea. And I'll give you another one. You're telling me that you're in trouble. Your offensive line is not healthy and it's not helping. Where are the reverses? Where are the screens? They got the ball. Baltimore did in the hands of Zay Flowers. Why didn't we see Tank Dale line up in the backfield? Yeah. Line up at wide receiver, motion back into the backfield. Where was the creativity to get the ball on the perimeter into the guy, the one guy you have on offense that's explosive? It made no sense to you me. You want to show everything in week one? Yeah, man. Yes, you got it. You show it. We and I think Stan brings up a point that was worthy of discussion. You actually caught a break in watching what Todd Munkin did with Zay Flowers. That is, you're not going to do it every game. But that is one way that Tank Dell certainly one day's worth of work where you can see different ways. This guy's just, there's things he can do. And he's going to prove it at the NFL level. They let Zay Flowers prove it in his very first real game, and regular season game. it was a game. conscious yeah. effort to and, get and the Zay Texans Flowers can to follow do suit sometime in the near future. You just got to be careful to not take targets away from Robert Woods. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I do want to say that. I thought Woods and Collins for this situation... They they look like two veterans that have been here and done that. So I will give them that. Yeah, tanks, it wasn't great, but it was a tanks the sexy pick though in that offense. He's the he's the juice. Like they just don't. Other than DP, they don't really have a guy. Think back to your mind early fourth quarter, Wex. Just go back. Pick any rep on defense for Baltimore on offense for Houston. Baltimore was creeping down. They were not afraid. They were not challenged. You could see the energy of Baltimore was. We dare you to do something. Yeah. There was no threat at all. We knew they were going to do that, though. <laughs> so was that was the like, sad part. It's, it, when you know that's going to be the case before you ever even set foot on the field, that's that's where you're like, you got a long, you got a long way to go. Yeah, that's, again, as much, I'm glad that we're analyzing this game like a real NFL team, but there is some element of, it's all brand new. These are they are clearly lesser talented. No matter how much they've added, they this is one of the few games on their schedule. There may be four or five tops where the other team is just clearly they're just better. Well, than no, you. I can't wave the white flag, Wix. Yeah, there's there's you can't to, do they, that. they can act, they can play the way they did against Baltimore against five other teams on their schedule without changing much and beat those teams. I agree with this that. one upcoming but you one hope, of them. I just hope that they're 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 not more games where. Like Stan said, just threatening. Be be more capable, and it's just that I don't want to cut them a break. But this is totally normal and natural for the newness. Of, you got Bobby Sloak, not just a new; he's a new everything. Mm -hmm. It's a huge promotion for what his day to day oh, no job was yeah. as an NFL no anything. Yeah. And D'Amico's obviously new to this. He's now doing both. Although he did prove it, just took one Sunday to prove it to anybody who was doubting it. He's making the correct decision as head coach to be the play caller on defense. Well, yeah, it looked great. Now we got—I know we're out of time, but these timeouts—we got to get this timeout structure. Drove me. You're out of timeouts in the first half with eight minutes to go in the, in the ball game. <laughs> totally normal. I'm like, what are we doing for our uh, second half, we're fourth quarter? We got a minute fifty-four, and you coming out of the two-minute warning? We don't have any timeouts left. How about coach? How about they did? They did that. They ran out of all their timeouts and then successfully ran a two-minute drill. To, to kick the field goal at the end of the half. <laughs> to get to, win that, to within that one Thank point God margin. Thank God for Fairbairn. 
Emi, as uh, Miko calls him. Yeah, I'm Emi. like, he's not the head coach of the Rockets. Sounds too close to it. Emi, Eme. I got you. Uma, Oprah. Great. There you go. There's a modern reference for you. Stan, we appreciate it. Always, man. Appreciate you guys. We will do it again yeah, next man. week. Ask Stan uh, Sportsman. Ask, absolutely. On Twitter. Right now, though, i got to tell you guys about another entity that you need to get in touch with. That would be Aqueduct Plumbing Company and their Type A PEX piping. And you're like, why do I care about piping? Because even though the temperatures are like sort of dropping, we don't have triple-digit days every single day. It's still in the 90s, but before you know it, that freeze will come through, the one you're not expecting. And when it does, if you don't have your home repiped by Aqueduct Plumbing Company, who knows what will happen. There could be burst pipes, which leads to damage of the sheetrock and everything else as the thing snowballs out of control and your entire Christmas is ruined. Now, that's extreme, but that's what's going to happen if you don't call 281-488-6238. 281-488-6238, Aqueduct Plumbing Company, using that Type A PEX piping. It freezes and expands, but does not burst. You have that peace of mind when the winter months come. But regardless of what it is, free quotes on repiping, repairs, or any of your plumbing needs, call Billy, Mary, or anybody else at the Number 281-488-6238 or online at aqueductplumbingcompany.com. Aqueduct Plumbing Company, they're at your disposal. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.